Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua, and I'm the world's mayor. Thank you so much for being here today. We have a really special broadcast, I believe. Um, it's from a really cool devotional called Kingdom Economics Day by Day. Uh, this is called Becoming a Convertilator, um, which it'll explain what that is in the devotional. But it's it's timely. It's a timely message, especially for anyone that is going for their dreams. They're pursuing their dreams. They're pursuing their heart's desires. They're believing for something that God has shown them in their mind and <laughs> they haven't seen it manifest on earth yet. Um, so this is for the people that are chasing their dreams. Like whatever you want to call it, pursuing your purpose, pursuing your destiny, pursuing your God dream, all of it. This is, this is, this is messages for you. We are on the Live Mana Network. We're supported by, of course, you the viewer and listener, um, but we're also part of the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation, a nonprofit media organization that believes in being a voice for the voiceless and also elevating other voices for the voiceless. You can find us at livemana.org. That's L-I-V-E-M-A-N-A. -A. Um, and we are very passionate about what we do, getting to utilize our resources and utilize our network for the voiceless. But, you know, right now it's mainly my voice on the network. And, um, you know, we do have a couple of other broadcasts and uh, we just featured a new blog yesterday from Preacher's Wife. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to her because she wishes to be nameless. But we're going to be publishing other people's content here, uh, the writers, because not everybody's ready to do a podcast yet. But they are writing and um, we're publishing those now. And it's actually... I. I kind of like it. It was fun uh, getting to do that yesterday and distribute it out. And um, but I we also had an opportunity last night to do an interview with Roy. And if you're watching this, I do highly recommend you check this out because it was one of the uh, the most interesting conversations that I've had about civil commitment. And also, it was a really honest conversation and so I, I learned a lot but I also laughed a lot and if you haven't seen it um, it's a great indication as to why we are in this fight with people that are suffering um, you know with loved ones being locked in these shadow prisons and this is this broadcast is not about that today but I do want to encourage you to check that out and then we did another one also uh, with Gary Safety. Uh, that I highly recommend checking out because it's it was different too. It was very inspiring. It wasn't what I was expecting, but um, I highly recommend those broadcasts. So anyway, to focus on today, becoming a convertilator, it's, I believe, going to speak to your heart and it may revive your spirit. I go through this every month, every month, where, and I've shared this on a different broadcast too, and I'm talking about it again today, but there's every month I'm pursuing my dream. And then every month at the end of the month, when I don't know how I'm going to pay rent or keep the foundation going, keep the network going, all of that stuff, it's, um, you know, it, 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 it tests my faith. It tests my belief in what God has promised me and promised my family. And I'm hanging on to the dream, like with a thread sometimes. But that thread is about as thick as a mustard seed. And then other times my faith pumps up where it's bigger than my head. But here we are. I'm in this in that situation. And um, 
Fortunately, I've seen God come through for me every time, so I'm not exactly worried, but I don't like it. I feel like I'm being disobedient when I, my faith does shrink, even down to a mustard seed. Maybe it's smaller than that. But, like, I feel like I'm dishonoring God when that happens, and I, I want to stop it because I know He's always going to come through, regardless of what I see with my eyes. I know God is with me, and I know that God is moving things. And so one of the mistakes that I make, and I'm again, I'm going to get into the devotional, I promise. But one of the mistakes that I make when I, when I start to get worried is that I lose confidence. And, and I forget about all the other times that God has come through. And the other part that I get caught up on is Focusing like what's happening right now in the moment, you know, and I know they say be present and it's important to be present. But one part is that my, my thinking can become so small that I'm only seeing the problem in front of my face instead of having faith in what I know to be real. And when I started my faith journey, it was literally in defiance of everything that I'd been taught. That's what God was taking me on and showing me. And the Holy Spirit was leading me to do the opposite of everything that I learned. That's a mind like you wouldn't believe. Because you're unlearning everything and then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to trust you. And more and more things get stripped away that normally come, like you can grasp at. You know, with your eyes, like, oh, I can see that happening. And if I do that, then I don't have the vision to see the bigger picture of the fruit that is starting to prop up in all of the areas that I've planted. Because I'm so focused in this moment of not having what I believe I need. So I believe that this devotional is going to open your eyes to some things. It helped me. It was from yesterday, actually. But um, today's I didn't like as much. So here we go. I'm going to read this right after this message.
Welcome back, everybody. Oh, also, uh, I strike two on YouTube already. So I will not be broadcasting on YouTube anymore because it's just going to get taken down. Even though, listen, we are all in on our network. We utilize YouTube because it's people like to watch YouTube. And uh, <laughs> my second account banned. <sighs> it's so exhausting. Awful reporting what is in the news right now. That's why I got a strike. It's getting insane. This is why we need your support. This is because without it, we don't exist. Um, we guess we could start charging to be on our network. We could do that. Um, we could do that. That's not what God's called us to do. God's not called us to charge for our media services. <sighs> so, it sounds delusional. Ah, I'm just going to serve and only serve and not charge for anything. And God's going to provide. It sounds delusional. But faith in the unseen is kind of delusional. But my God, who you can't see, the one that I follow and serve and do everything in my power to do what he's called me to do, I trust him because he's always provided. He's always come through. Why would he stop now? Why would he give me this far to quit? Doesn't that make him look bad? That's kind of how I look at it. I'm not even in the devotional yet. But, like, think about it. If, you've, if you're pursuing your destiny and you're pursuing your dreams and you're doing what God has called you to do, don't you think that he's going to provide for you? Like, why would he get you to a certain point and go, <laughs> sucker, <laughs> you're on your own now, dummy. Why would God do that? It just makes him look bad. Especially for all the people that profess that he's the God of God miracles and he's the God of impossibilities. He's the God that makes a way when there's no way. Why would he stop now? So, when things look bleak, you got to remember, pull yourself out of that. And remember, every other time that God's come through for you, even when maybe he should not have. That's grace. That's amazing. So, becoming a convertilator. And this is from Kingdom Economics. Kingdom. Kingdom Nomics. Kingdom Nomics is the name of this devotional. Becoming a Convertilator. It's a free app. It's actually absolutely incredible. There's free books in here. I I dig this. There's Bible Gateway. I like the Bible app for audio. Bible Gateway to read because it has the the voice translation. And then this book that I just found, Kingdom Nomics. Kingdom Nomics. We fix our eyes not on what is seen. But what, let me start over. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. I say all the time, the spirit world is more real than this world. And that in itself sounds crazy. But we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. 
God is in the life-changing business. He wants to tr transform you into being more Christ-like in all areas of your life. The first step occurs when you place your faith in Christ alone to be your personal Savior, your Lord and Savior. But accepting Jesus into your life is still only the first step. That's right. It is like getting into your car. Once you're in, you need to shift the gear from park to drive. You're not supposed to just sit there. It's important to understand that each one of us is supposed to be an agent of change, a transformer who not only experiences a life of joy now, but who also makes decisions that will make our life echo into eternity. This is a basic principle of kingdomnomics. We use all the resources available to us, the three T's, time, talent, and treasure, to make a difference for eternity. And in so, we are the convertilators. A convertilator is actively working to bring about kingdom change. A convertilator understands God's purposes for giving us time, talent, and treasure to use for him and his purposes. A convertilator sees the big picture, a picture that is bigger than just life here on earth. That's the trap. Remember my spot there because I have a tendency to lose where I'm at. Okay, that is the secret sauce to me, is seeing the bigger picture. Yes, we're supposed to be in the moment because I'm a dreamer. I've always been a dreamer. And one of the things that that has helped me keep going is that, well, I learned to detach. And part of having DID is being, well, attaching, detaching. Um, but I'm learning to, I've learned to stay present. And I've learned to not escape bad feelings and just learn to sit in them and deal with them because they're there to teach me something. I used to just escape it all. And I used to just like continue. I was always running. So I never felt anything that I, I never felt the consequences for anything bad I did. And then I gave my life to the Lord. Well, I mean, I, I realized that when I, before I gave my life to the Lord that I couldn't outrun God to begin with. But now when I'm with God and I have the Holy Spirit, well, there's no running. There's no running because he's always with you and he's always there to remind you. And he's like, <clears throat> like you know, when there's something you need to repent from, it's like a jab in the stomach, jab in the stomach, or a little reminder, feeling sick, or whatever, not being able to sleep, having anxiety, all things that are not of God. So it becomes torturous. But but what the point that I was making is, the bigger picture is to not get caught up in the weeds of this small stuff that happens. Blade on rent. Ugh, sucks. Got to pay a $200 fine. It really sucks. It really sucks, but, but, is God really that concerned about it? Yes, we're supposed to be a good steward. Yes, we're supposed to pay for things on time, but is this really that big of a deal to God? Hmm? I don't know. Or we could name any other problem, a fight, a disagreement, you know, those fights and disagreements that feel like death to you. In my experience especially with Jessica, those usually end up leading to massive breakthroughs and us becoming closer than ever. Like the things that we perceive to be bad, well, have actually have the opportunity to be something really, really good. Of course, it's also my experience that these things that I presumed that are going to be great, ah, it's never really as great as I originally thought it was going to be.
It's like living. I mean, it's seriously, it's just like it's the weirdest paradox ever. However, the bigger picture is God's promises. It's why you were created in the first place. So yeah, you may make a mistake, you may have a setback, but that's no reason to give up. Like God's not done with you because He created you for a much bigger purpose. And it's bigger than your circumstances right now. God needs you. God needs you to succeed. God needs you to fulfill your purpose so that he can fulfill his. And that's why he works through us. Anyway, I'll continue. When someone becomes a convert, they profess faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. As we read through the New Testament, we discover that there is an expectation that repentance for sin brings about a desire for holy living for those who profess their faith in Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, for some professed believers, forgiveness of their sin is where it all stops. They become coasters. Yes, they intellectually believe that Jesus died for their sin and is the way to a new relationship with God. However, their intellectual belief doesn't translate into anything meaningful. They live their lives in this way. I made a decision for Christ. Now I can go on living my own pleasure until I die. Living a life of my own pleasure for until I die. Other believers become doers. These people make a decision for Christ and jump into doing good deeds related to the kingdom, but they spend little time or no time in the word of God. They have great intentions, but they are not grounded in God's purposes. And because they know how little, they know little about God's word, they quite often have no understanding of the work or role or power of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> still, another group of, still another group of believers becomes observers. Yes, they also have made a decision for Jesus Christ and they may have been faithful into going into Bible studies and conferences. They have a lot of head knowledge of the scripture and that knowledge fails to move from their heads into their hearts, so it is in so it has impact on their relationship with God and others. I'm going to read that one more time. They have a lot of head knowledge of the Scripture, but that knowledge fails to move from their heads into their hearts, so it has an impact on their relationship with God and others. Finally, there are those who are truly transformed by their relationship with God through Jesus Christ, who are motivated by their knowledge of the Bible to become change agents in the world. These are convertilators. These people experience a living relationship with God that makes an impact on their world and for eternity. So, spiritual seeds here on earth, spiritual seeds up in heaven. They practice living this verse on a daily basis. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 They are using their time, talent, and treasure for kingdom purposes. So, here's a question for you. In what ways are you, you, are you using your time, talent, and treasure to make a difference for eternity? Convertilators use their time, talent, and treasure to make a difference for eternity. Simple question, without all the funny words. Are you using your time, talent, and your treasure to be a gift to this world? 
to bless others or you're using it for yourself well simply put if you're using it for yourself you're no different than Hitler okay maybe you're a little bit more different um, maybe but the way I like to explain gifting is this we all have gifts every one of us whether you play for the devil's team God's team Hindu God's team, whoever God's team that you say that you're playing for, you have gifts and talents. You were born with them. You didn't ask for them. You got them. It was a gift. It's in your hardwired into your DNA. And you can develop other gifts, yes, but you have certain gifts. I know this because when I was evil, part of what allowed me to do my evil was my gifting. It's also the same way it helps me, allows me to help and serve now. So it's like what wolf do you want to feed the good wolf or the bad wolf? Do you want to feed the demon or you want to feed the angel? Which shoulder are you listening to? All those analogies. We all have gifts and talents. But if we're using them for our own benefit, and the focus is our own benefit, well, we're in defiance of God there. And that's what Hitler did. He, he was gifted and talented. Stalin, gifted and talented. There, lots of gifted and talented people that became horrible dictators killed lots of people but they used their gifts and their talents but you could use your gifts and talents to be a blessing to other people and help build the kingdom ultimately that's why we're here that's why we were created it wasn't to go build someone else's dream as far as being an employee because are you really using your gifts and talents in that sense I mean maybe some of you are but if you're building someone else's dream, let me rephrase this. We all have a role to play and like we all have things on our hearts to do. But when we use our gifts and our talents to build the kingdom, that's different than wasting away at work. Because you, you know the difference between, hey, I'm getting to use my gifts and talents. That feels good when you're getting to use it to help. It feels good. It's impossible for it not to feel good. But when you use it for your own stuff, I mean, yeah, you may get that momentary, woohoo, I'm rich, or whatever it may be. But really, how long will that sustain you? Because then it really becomes about accumulating things. Right? get more stuff more stuff I need a bigger boat I need a bigger house I need a bigger car I need a big that didn't feed your soul using your gifts and talents to bless others to build the kingdom that feeds your soul all right thank you for listening god bless you have a nice day amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved like me I once was lost but now am found was blind but now I see I was have a nice day